Hey guys, it is your girl Kendra Dion and welcome to the Kendra Dion Patient Project where patient and purpose collide. So guys, we have been talking about submission and today's topic is don't let the crowd distract you, okay? And so, you know, we have been talking about submission. Last week, we talked about like why we can't allow what others are doing to keep us from um, what we know God has instructed us to do. Um, and so I don't know if I remember, um, I don't remember if I shared this story with you guys or not. Um, but in case I did, I'm going to share it again because it does align with where we're going with today's topic. Um, we're still talking in the lines of submission and just follow along and you'll see like where we're going. So it was this, um, a couple months ago, it was like somebody on Instagram that I follow and she has, um, you know, a little following or whatever. She's on like one of them um, reality shows, Love and Hip Hop or something like that. And so I follow her, whatever. I think she seemed pretty cool or whatever. And she talks about God here and there. I've seen different posts where she posts either like scriptures or just said like, thank you, Jesus, different stuff like that. However, I noticed too, like on a regular basis and even on the show, she doesn't necessarily do things that... I guess, represent God or that she's a Christian. So I guess outside of her random post, I wouldn't know that she was a Christian. You know what I'm trying to say? Like based off of her, the way she lives or presents, I wouldn't know she was a Christian outside of her posting about it. Um, and so it just reminded me, um, you know, that when I was younger, I used to like look up to people like her for the simple fact that, you know, they gave me the green light to do me <laughs> because it was like, well, you know, really the thing is, I guess at that time I didn't understand um, dying to self and, you know, living for Christ and, and really living lives that show that I love God. You know what I'm trying to say? So I really thought that it was okay to live life on my own terms, but just go to church every Sunday, right? Which is ritualistic and doesn't really do anything. It doesn't bring any salvation. It's very much like uh, the Pharisees, right? Like they would go to the synagogues and pray out loud and do all these things. However, they was doing their own thing <laughs> on the side. And that's why they couldn't even see Jesus. This is, And they used to trip me out because I used to think about that like, how was these people waiting for the Messiah and then he comes and he's right in front of them and they don't know him? And so for many of us, we'll end up falling in this, these categories um, because we are refusing to submit and we are using these people as excuses as to why we don't submit because it's like, well, they don't submit. They do what they want. They live how they want. They have these beautiful, extravagant lifestyles and they have not surrendered or submitted their every single thing to God so like why do I like as long as I read my Bible and go to church I should be good but the thing is at the end of the day we all will have to go you know before the throne of God for ourselves and give an account and we can't say such and such did this and you know they thanked you so I thought it was a blessing coming from you no because God gonna be like but I told you that it was not right you know what I'm trying to say and so I'm not really here to talk about them right I'm more so here to just discuss like how will we go forward 
You know what I'm trying to say? And how we cannot, like I said, the title was don't let the crowd distract you. Not allowing the things that we see distract us from the truth that we know. Okay, so the thing is, God is the ultimate truth. He's the source of truth. He, truth. He's the source of wisdom. Okay, and so we cannot look to others and what they're doing and take that as the green light um, to just keep doing whatever we want to do and not submit to what God has called us to do, the lifestyles God has called us to live, the things that God has called us to turn down because they are not beneficial to us really at the end of the day. Um, because one thing that I started to realize as I walk with God was that a lot of the things that God was telling us not to do wasn't him being mean, but it was more so about protection. For instance, not having sex outside of marriage. It took me two kids and two baby fathers to realize, oh, shoot, God didn't tell me that because he was being mean. He didn't want me to know what sex was like or enjoy sex. He told me that so I wouldn't end up in this situation. He was being a good father. Right. But, you know, sometimes we, we make these decisions out of our brokenness. Nobody grows up and says, I want to have two kids by two different guys. Like that's that's something that you do in a state of brokenness, you know, and it takes walking with the Lord for him to heal you and restore you. Um, but so for so many of us, I feel like we have confused success with blessed. So if you have success, you're blessed and your life is approved by God. And we also confuse the results of success with blessing um, as blessings. So like if you have blessings, you have material possessions, then, oh, my gosh, you must be blessed. Because God, look at all these blessings God has poured into your lap. <laughs> right. But the thing is, one thing we first of all, we have to realize, and I talked about this before, is the enemy will get you give you things to get you out of position if that's what it takes. Okay. So just because people had things do not mean that they are close to God. Okay. Um, and so I wanted to go to Matthew 545. Um, and it says, and this is from the International Children's Bible. If you do this, then you will be true sons of your father in heaven. Your father causes the sun to rise on good people and on bad people. Your father sends rain to those who do good and to those who do wrong. Now, for some of y'all, y'all may be like, well, it said if you do this, what's the this? So in this passage of scripture, um, Jesus was teaching that we should um, love our enemies and pray for those who hurt us. He said, because anybody can love who loves them. He said, even bad people can do that. But what he's showing us with this scripture is that he's not a respecter of person. So he's not just doing all these good things and allowing the sun to rise on those who um, follow him and keep his commands. He's like, no, the sun gonna go up and down on everybody, whether you good or bad, and it's gonna rain. The rain is gonna come. And the thing is, and I think this is a good example. It shows us that even though God may not approve of people's actions and behaviors, they still have access to His resources, right? And so to His universal truths and laws. So there's a, a universal law of of sowing and reaping. If you sow a seed in the ground. And then the sun hits it and, um, you know, and the water hits it. It's going to eventually grow and bloom, right? And so what this means is that a person 
um, who has seed in the ground, whether it is seed that God approves of or not, it will harvest, right? Because the sun and the rain are still hitting it and it's still going to cause it to grow and bloom. Okay. So you can't be watching these people with worldly success and assuming it's from God and God doesn't approve of what they're doing. Just because it looks like they have success and we can't just assume, like I said, we can't confuse success with blessings or being blessed by God. No, they just happened to have seed in the ground. And when it rained and it was time for reaping, they got a harvest because they were sowing into something. And the reason why you didn't get a harvest, just because with your believing self, you was believing you had faith with no works. You weren't sowing into anything. So that's why it looks like. Sometimes we be thinking, oh, my God, why God allowing these type of people to prosper and then his people, we not prospering? Why the church not prospering? Why these people, they go to church every Sunday and they ain't prospering, ain't nothing changing about their situation. But that's because so many of us have come to this place where we think it's only faith. But the Bible says faith without works is dead. So these people, they don't have the faith, but they working. And so when the sun go up and down, when the, when the God sends rain, then in harvest time, they reaping a harvest because they were sowing into something. And it doesn't mean that God approves of it. And then the thing is, I and I had to realize as I was doing this study, is that there are some babes in Christ who you honestly, you really not sure. You really not sure who for real and who not for real, right? And, you know, anybody who say God or Jesus, then they get your stamp of approval and you believe that they are saved because they calling on the name of God. Right. And I, and I say this because I grew up in church and I used to think this way that anybody who said God really loved and served and honored the same God that I did. I really believed it. And I would like watch award shows and stuff like that. And, you know, they would first I would like to give honor and thanks to God or whatever like that. And I would get so hyped and excited because these people that I idolized and I looked up to and I admired for their craft of whatever it was, whether it was singing or acting. Now, this person is acknowledging God. Oh, my goodness. Like, mom. And I would try to convince my mom. I'm like, mom, look, they saved. And my mom, and it took me a long time to understand her response. But she would just be like, that don't mean they saved, girl. Or they don't mean they Christians. And I was in my, you know, youth, you know, as a, a child, a, a adolescent, you think you know it all. So I would roll my eyes and be like, oh, whatever. They said God first. Like, so obviously they love God. Like <laughs> they said his name, you know what I'm saying? They acknowledge him before everything else. So in my head, I'd be rolling my eyes like, whatever. She don't know. She probably just don't want me to listen to their music or something like that. But the truth of the matter is my mind was right. But it took me becoming a grown woman and getting into the word for myself. And I just was having this conversation with my sister in Christ the other day how I grew up in church. And I want to say it was probably over a third of the Bible that I had not heard before. And when I started reading the Bible, I was so shocked by the things that I was reading because I had never learned it in church. I'm like, how did I grow up in church and never heard these things? Like, I'm talking about a whole bunch of the Bible. That's what I said. Probably one third. I probably only knew one third. I probably only heard one third of the Bible, all the all the famous popular Bible stories. Right. But it was so much that when I finally got into the word for myself that I was like so astonished and crazy. Like, oh, my God, the Bible say that. Oh, my God. the Bible. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy to me. But so. 
you know, it, it getting into the word for myself, though, I began to realize what my mind was telling me all those years prior that everybody who says the name of God isn't with God. And so um, Isaiah 29, 13, Isaiah was prophesying. And then and if we go to Matthew 15, 7 through 9, Jesus confirms Isaiah's prophecy and he reiterates it. He says, you hypocrites. Play actors, pretenders rightly that Isaiah prophesied of you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, for they teach as doctrines the precepts of men. And then another version says, their worship of me is worthless. The things they teach are nothing but human rules they have memorized. So what was happening all those years ago when I would be so hyped thinking that these people are really giving honor to God? They were giving God lip service. Basically, they were doing what he said. They were memorizing rules that they had been taught. So they probably was raised in the church with grandma and mom. And so, you know, the, they probably when they found out they was getting nominated, their grandma said, well, baby, you better make sure you give glory and honor to God. So when they got up there, they said it, but they said it out of ritual, out of a rule, out of a habit of like, this is what I was taught. Right. But their words and their actions weren't aligning. Their songs and the words that they were saying at the acceptance time were not aligning. And it was showing that their hearts were far from God. And so this takes me to um, Matthew 7, 16 through 18. And it says, you will know these people because of the things they do. Good things do not come from bad people, just as grapes don't come from thorn bushes and figs don't come from thorny weeds. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit and every bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And so this scripture, I'm sharing it not so that we can become judgmental Christians pointing a finger at the world. No, I'm saying this because we need to use this so that we can rightly judge what we're following after and so that we won't be deceived. OK, so this is like I said, this is not for us to judge folks and condemn them and, you know, try to send people to hell. That's not our job. That, that's up to God alone. Only God knows what he's telling them, how he's trying to, you know, change their hearts. OK, but this is so we can be cautious and mindful of who we're lending our ears, minds and hearts to. OK, who are you allowing to have influence? Because whoever has your ear, they have your heart and your mind because they can influence you with their words. And so this um, takes me to Philippians 2.12 because Paul and Philippians was talking about how we have to continue to work out our salvation. And in the Amplified Version, it says that we actively pursue spiritual maturity with all inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes they're saying these things, but their song is discrediting Christ. Their uh, scene in the movie might be discrediting Christ. Their interview where they were talking about things that didn't align with God, yet they're claiming God when they accepting the award. But your, your, your actions, nothing else aligns with that. You discrediting Christ um, 
with the things that you're doing. The Bible says that when we sin after we know the truth, that we crucify him afresh. Basically, we're re-crucifying Christ every time we do something that we know now is a sin. Okay, and then it says that God is helping us to want to do what pleases him and gives us the power to do it. So the thing is, at some point, God is holding us accountable because he's saying, listen, I will empower you to please me. I will help you. I'm telling you. And that's why I said we can't look at other people because we looking at them. You don't know you could be following after their struggle. You could be using their struggle as a means to keep sinning. And you don't even know that in their private time, they're crying and pleading and asking God to help deliver them from an area that you thinking that they just chilling in. And they really in bondage and they struggling in that area. So that's why you got to be careful, because whatever God is telling you to do, that's what you need to be doing, regardless of what everybody else is doing. The Bible also says that anything we do outside of faith is sin. So. If God instructs me not to drink wine because alcoholism runs in my family, that is something that I need to adhere to because God is being a good father to me because he knows that is a struggle in my bloodline. So Kendra, avoid that. Don't even go down there. So I might go to dinner with a, um, a group of girlfriends and everybody else order a glass of wine and I got to chill and stay on ice and get a soda or a strawberry lemonade. But I got to b- obey what God told me to do. I can't follow what everybody else is doing because that might not be a struggle for them. And so we can apply this to any area of our lives that God has given you a command, told you something to do or to not to do. Because we ain't talking about the things that the Bible plain out say, this is sin and these shall not inherit the kingdom of God. We're not even talking about that. I'm talking about on an individual basis, us submitting our will to God. Okay, because the thing is, when God gives us an instruction and then we don't follow it, that is willful disobedience. Like we're just choosing to be disobedient toward God. But like I said earlier, we're going to have to give an account. And guess what? Your favorite Instagram personality or your favorite celebrity or your favorite rapper, singer, actress, whoever, your cousin, whoever you following after, they're not going to be standing there with you. You cannot point your finger at them. And say, this is why I didn't listen to you because she was still doing it. And he's going to say, yeah, but I told you not to do it. All right, guys. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, a person has to work out their own salvation. Like I said, this could the thing that you following after somebody else could be a struggle behind closed doors that you don't know about. That they're praying to get deliverance from. So don't ignore God. Just because somebody else is doing something. Because you don't know what that looks like in their private time with God. So like I said, I'm not this. This podcast is not to bash people. This is not to call people's relationship with God or their Christianity into question. This is saying, yo, you are responsible for you. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, witness to other people. Pray for people. You see somebody struggling in the area. You know what I'm saying? And and you know that the Bible calls this sin. Pray for them. Cover them. Don't judge them. But also don't follow after them. <laughs> don't be so, so comfortable that you like what well, they doing it and getting away with it. Because they going to have to give an account for themselves, too. 
So the fact of the matter is, look, we all have something or things <laughs> that we're working on. And that God is trying to prune and produce in us. But like I said, we are using that scripture of, you know, every good tree um, bear good fruit and every bad tree bears bad fruit. We're using that just to help us measure what we're following. All right, this person said this, but they heart not reflecting it. And so what I want to leave you guys with this week is Matthew 7, 13 and 14. It says, enter through the narrow gate. The road that leads to hell is very easy, is a very easy road. And the gate to hell is very wide. Many people enter through their gate. But the gate that opens the way to true life is very small. And the road to true life is very hard. Only a few people find their road. And so I just want everybody to really meditate on this scripture and really turn inward and ask God, say, um, if I'm not on the right path, please order my steps. I'm surrendering my will for yours because I understand that the path to hell is wide and many take it. But I want to stay on the narrow path that leads to true life. I understand that it is very small and few people find it. But with your help through the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe I can find it and walk through it. So, you know, the thing is we have to just become comfortable with a lifestyle of surrender and dying to our flesh daily okay that's what the bible calls for that we die daily and just keep in in the forefront of our minds that this world and everything in it is so so temporary okay the bible says that life is like a vapor or that it's like a a flower that blooms fades and withers away so it would suck for us to give up our eternity for this temporary place that we're in right now so i just love you guys like i said meditate on that scripture that the way to hell is wide the path is wide and it's easy and so many people go through it but the the path to heaven that is narrow is small and few find it so we really need the the help of the holy spirit if we are going to you know follow that path and, and live a life that is pleasing to God. But like the scripture said in Philippians 2.13. That God will empower us to follow his will. But it's like I said. It's, at the end of the day. It's really all up to us to submit. Submit, submit, submit. That's what we were talking about. Submission. Ask God to help you today. I pray that for the next week. That you meditate on that scripture. And allow God to just give you the power to do what pleases him. I love you guys. And I pray that this was a blessing. Talk to you next week. Hey guys, it is your girl Kendra.